the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Afternoon. Welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer is our number 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Dr. Jerry Parsons is back with us. What's, left, what's left of me? <laughs> so just ask him, question, ask him questions slowly. So, so where did he go to charm school? Yeah, can you tell? Well, I, yeah. he, he mentioned that what was left of him, and I was thinking it was probably. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, uh, I'll probably be too weak to lash out at him. Oh, this could be a good time to call. Yeah, yeah. vengeance, vengeance. Yeah. Oh, look at the pretty hibiscus. What is the pink one? Can you see it yeah. where those people are? Yeah. yeah, you like the pink better than the red? No, it's just unique. I I don't I like them both. It's kind of kind of like family. Glow in the dark, doesn't it? Yeah, is that flare? That's flare. Oh, now, which one's flare? The first one or the second one? Both. Oh, both are flare. Yeah. Oh. The the tag says flare and uh, uh, the the flare mutant or sport, which is uh, the one with stripes in it, but uh, they don't have that one. Oh, okay. They just have the regular flare. That's you notice it's not red. <laughs> it's kind of a, a neon. Yeah, it's like Scar- a scarlet neon violet. Yeah. Yeah, but it's pretty. But I, I'm, I appreciate Trace getting them in because uh, you know, I was I was worried that they were have been taken off the market since uh, our lo- our. Local nursery that produced them by the thousands uh, went out of business. Hmm. But uh, I think he found them at uh, Greenleaf over at El Campo. Oh, shh. Don't tell. They're good looking. Don't tell anybody. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they are good looking. Um, And did anybody walk by and see what the tomato status was? No. I was looking for tomatoes. Where are they? Well, they were over there to the left side of your radio. Okay. But I don't know if they're there. There's, I see some maybe right I over looked, there. I looked on the table. I didn't see any tomatoes. I saw some peppers. Okay. What yeah. is the thing with the with the yellow bloom on it? Probably squash. Oh, squash. Oh, okay. Is it squash time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, a little sort bit of, early. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't see any tomatoes either. Well, we'll have to ask. But he's kept them in the greenhouse before, too, oh, when that's it's too hot. Be. So we'll have to ask him when he comes up, or if we see Mary, we can ask Mary. There you go. There. Okay. It's well, about time. Just well, that's what did. Oh, yeah. we so Calvin even wrote about it. <laughs> they so, uh, yeah, they we had uh, four tables, 
two weeks ago when you when you uh, missed that uh, first show. Yeah. And then uh, we came back that next Saturday. There was one table left, <laughs> but the the selection was still there. That was the strangest thing I've ever. First time I've ever seen that where <laughs> where every one of the recommended variety. Yeah. yeah. And well, then they, they uh, the grower said that they were going to come in waves. Yeah, and that's what Trace Trace thought that la- uh, middle of last week there would be some more, but yeah, may, it could be in they could be in the greenhouse. Yeah, or we're just not seeing them. Here. Last week were they were any, Mary, any, well, no. any gallons around? No, no, not at this point. But, uh, oh my uh, goodness! Oh. <laughs> Mary's, uh, did, uh, you, did you grow that yourself? No. Oh, okay. Too much water. Oh. What are these black, what are these black things in there? They're there. They're nutrients. Is that you right? Just, you just swallow them. Yeah. Just protein. Just protein, she says. I think they're called seeds. Oh. I'm not sure. Oh, wow. Pretty good, huh? Uh, yeah. Very good. Thank you. And I'll let Calvin have mine. I, I should, can, should be. I can't. I, you can't have them? No. Nah. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. There you go. There you go. I'll take another. All right. No. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Oh, I got the whole plate, Milton. I know you are going to be full of watermelon. <laughs> um, Mary, Mary, do we have? Uh, tomato oh yeah, plants? tomatoes. I guess they're they were. Uh oh, they were. Underneath a pergola. Oh, okay. I see the. Ca- oh, I see the. I see the Cassandras. Are they kind of on this side of the? Cass- All right, second table backside. <laughs> okay. Under the pergola. I think my mother used to take that in Tennessee. She took pergola. Yeah. Uh, oh, was it? A, it was paragoric, I know, but. Uh, Anyhow, seemed like you had a. <laughs> she would do a tur- pergola uh. every now and then. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. One of the guys uh, will run over there and uh, check and see which varieties we have. Uh, maybe Calvin will get energized by all his watermelon <laughs> and do that. And uh, we. You don't think I'll stop eating in it until it? No. Just to no, continue. Yeah. See, we won't. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing yeah. makes good. <laughs> I got I got a little rain yesterday. Yeah, so did I. So it, did I. But it didn't rain at the airport. No, you, you know what? And I don't know if if, if we were allowed to talk about this. Oh, okay. But I'm going to start it, and y'all can just say, "Well, let's go to a break." Okay. 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 Let's go to a break. Well, I, let me start. <laughs> <laughs> so be prepared, Al. So I keep watching. So Sunday. You know, after the affair got yelled at about the Sinisa and my rain predictions. Oh, I appreciate Calvin doing that. I know. I know you coached him. (laughs) uh, So all of a sudden I get home and we're running around and we look out right over here. And Uh it is dark. And it looks like it's about to rain. Yeah. And so we hustle over here to see if it's raining. And sure enough, it is. But... Oh, and the, the temperature difference was was oh real. yeah. So we went to degrees. We went to I know we went to Sprouts for a second. So we get we we get out of the car. It's still overcast and it's been raining, and it's like eighty or seventy seven degrees. And then we're driving down away from it toward town. Yeah. And you can see it. You know, like if it was if it was eighty five, 
it was like on the car, 86, yeah. 87, <laughs> 88, 89. Yeah. But um, why, why does the rain seem to get to 1604 and then poop out? Well, it depends on the, the year. and the, uh, When we were doing all those, uh, collecting the data on the... Um, Rainfall the, amounts? Yeah. It, w- there was a number of years where the rainfall cost across San Antonio was pretty even all, all the yeah. way. Uh, so the determination was made. We don't need 15 different yeah. points. But these last few years, I, I, the same thing I could, uh, at my place at Medical yeah. Center. All, all around I could see those big turbulent <laughs> clouds. and uh, The thunder like and lightning. Yeah. And and there was not a lot of action. No, it it you could you could watch the radar, and it would move it would move down, and it would get you know like it was coming down 281. Let's say boop 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 get to 1604, and then just and you well, know it got into my garden. It did get into your garden, yeah. so it went a little. And I do know that like if we get rain inside the city, it seems like we're more likely to keep getting rain. I know that doesn't make sense, but it's like it cools down the yeah. the thing. But no, is that just my imagination? Well, after after it rained, yeah, about sundown, you'd go out there. It's like a sauna. Yeah, it uh, it it cooled down, but seventies. But man, it was high humidity. But uh, the, like last night, I mean this morning, it was still wet from the rain last night. But the when whenever that last rain was, that it, that was significantly yeah. more rain, and that was nice. Uh, the, the ground was nice and damp in the morning, but of course, by noon it was all yeah. it seemed like it dried out. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it 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 filled up my bird bath first time. That oh, good, oh, really? And which is a uh, it was a little less than an inch at my house. Wow. No, oh. that was the last, not not the one. Uh-huh. Just a little less? That's not bad. Almost an well, inch. Well, it didn't. Yeah, if it's an oh, an inch or over, it, it runs over my bird bath. No. Oh. Okay. So I didn't have to fill up my bird bath. That's cool. Gosh, what a and what a relief that is. I mean, when you during this uh, this period of a hundred and two and hundred and four degree day, days, you've got to go. Do, I've, I've had to go uh, water <laughs> the container plants every single day. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, big time. And then when we, those little bit of rains we had, um, I I hadn't, I had like a day off, two days off there. It was just a, just a dream. It was like, you know, like a, a special vacation I had. Yeah. A, but uh, I've, I've, I've been watering my, uh, with my wraparound sprinkler, yeah, tree, tree hugger. hugger. Uh, the the sat my satsumas. I hope they're satsumas. Oh, good. Uh, that have come up and slowly. Uh, I, I I have to when I turn the faucet on. I have to go look at the sprinkler and stand there for a little while before it sprinkles and puts out enough. Yeah, water pressure. And, yeah, yeah, pressure. But uh, I looked at it uh, a couple of days ago, and I've got new new growth on them. So oh, that's good. wow, that's great! So, well, if it's if it's oh. the right tree, uh, yeah, that'll be great. But uh, 
anyway, I'm I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried now that uh, the tree is going to be uh, too in in such a new growth mode that when the cold weather, dare I say, shows up, it's going to hurt it bad. Mm -hmm. Now, the the one disadvantage of getting a little rain like that is the weeds uh, take advantage of it pretty darn quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, I, if I, I was looking down at the slopes in my backyard, and I mean, pretty, pretty bare everywhere. And if I, you know, something got had a little weedy where I'd been watering, I'd just go take care of that. But uh, now when you get a, a general rain, even when it's... Uh, half an inch is all uh, the, a lot of the weeds take advantage of it yeah hey Trace is with us on the porch and you brought some dogs with you <laughs> oh my goodness that poodle standard poodle is that a standard poodle yeah Trace well it could be uh, <laughs> that's that's what you would do as a puppy cut for uh, a standard poodle okay or a lazy cut. My wife would keep it that way. Oh. Even when ours was like 16, 17, it was cut that way. <laughs> it's pretty. Anyway, what's going on, Trace? Oh, we need we need your, sorry, what's going on? And then I'll ask you the questions we're getting, we're, we've been asking. Wow, it's another fun day. Um, should be below 100, I heard. So, oh, yeah. Um, that's so that's a cold front in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are funny there. Uh, <laughs> anything below 100. <laughs> Uh, the weather, uh, the news people on Channel 12 uh, at noon were so excited because it was below 100 at noon. They hadn't had that for a long time. Oh. At noon. <laughs> but I, so. it's usually I don't see 100 until, like, like two, we're here. Three, four or two. five, yeah. Four or five. Yeah, when we leave, it's generally pretty close. So we'll, but... But anyway, that that we rain coming through broke the cycle of 100-degree temperatures. Maybe so. That makes sense. I know it did. It said uh, Dennis. Yeah, uh, our meteorologist. July, July 14th. Uh, said the San Antonio area has now had 13 consecutive days of 100 or greater as of 7-13. And uh, that, that, I think it was... 14 that that broke the record there was the 13 days this week of 100 degrees of fahrenheit consecutive day uh came in third in history as a consecutive oh, is that right? 100 degree I, temperature. I swear i remember like eight or nine weeks straight above 100 oh really yeah that's the first and, and the second in like, in like 90 <laughs> I don't know, 95, 96, something like yeah. that. I kind of remember one of the 90s being like at least one week being like 111, 113, yeah. where the asphalt melted. That was that was the same time frame. Yeah. That I'm thinking of. So. Oh, we need to know what tomatoes you have. What's, what's the tomato status? Uh, well. We were going to send Calvin, but he's now so full of water. So I'll, I'll be guessing. Uh, okay. I ordered a bunch of them. But so many of them came in on the short side that uh, Peter and Nelson sent them back. Oh, okay. So we do have a pretty good selection of tomatoes. I cannot tell you which ones showed okay. up, but we can go find that out. We'll check during the break. 
And where are where are they? Are they under here or at the? Yeah, house? they're in the shade on the second table in, second table back. Okay. Well, that's a good way. Second table in, second table back. Okay. From where y'all are at. Yeah. If they're coming um, from the other direction, they're under the second the to last table, and this is second back. Under the pergola. Yes. Pergola. There you go. And we 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 now determined that Jerry may be taking pergola for some some issues he's having. Yeah, I think my mother used to take <laughs> that, or or do that to herself. Uh, Trace, uh, I want you to look at Neil Sperry's picture here. Do I have to? Uh, yeah. See if you can tell if he missed, missed the state or not. And Trace is looking at the picture now. He's he got a picture of some dead vinca in a Well, so how could, the, how could the, the two of them be dead and the other one be perfect? They, this guy's sharp. So that makes Trace no, knows his stuff. That, that makes no sense. That's aero photographer. No doubt about it. Oh, okay. See? So when you see these things, do you call and correct him? No. No, no, no. no, no. And we know he doesn't listen to the show, so he doesn't hear <laughs> Yeah, if he, he would have called Jerry own, if he listened to the show. He's doing his own show. <laughs> If he, uh, but he missed that one. <laughs> and then, so, he, <laughs> then he got a Mexican sycamore uh, begging. He says it's begging for water. Oh. The, the water, the reader was only watering around the base of the trunk and the roots farther out were ignored. I don't believe that either. Well, if, it, if there's uh, real shallow soil... Yeah. Depending, you know, a lot of, con- lot Pe- of people, questions. People water at the trunk. I mean, yeah. a lot of people don't understand what a drip line is. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, uh, and we, you know. I we, agree with him. We used to we used to recommend that you water out on oh, the yeah. drip line. And then now, now we kind of modify a bit. It depends on if there is a system, uh, established root system out there. Yeah. If you, uh, if it's only been there in there less than two years, quite often the, uh, the, all the roots are limited to the, the root ball at the base. Yeah. In fact, Calvin, and this weekend the garden says if you have trees or shrubs that were planted in the past two years or slopes or in shallow soil, water them generously at the base to increase the chance that the root ball is receiving adequate moisture to support the plant. In, in these drought conditions. Water when the soil dries two inches over the roots, uh, which will probably be once a week. So if I told my wife two inches, she w- she'd look at me like, what is two inches? Yeah, that's right. So s- your second knuckle okay. on your finger is two inches. Well, For most people. I break my knuckles when I try to take my finger in the soil. Well, that's because you don't water good enough to yeah. keep your soil loose. That's because there's no such thing as loose soil. Well, I'm talking about it. It's loose rock, but no soil. But anyway, uh, that's, that's good good information. And I uh, see you've got a few vincas out here and got them on sale. We do. Vinca core. And, uh, At this point, I think all the four-inch are Cora. There are some Titans in six-inch, but uh, everything else I think is Cora. Great. Uh, the uh, uh, Neil does a, a long write-up on 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 Vinca Periwinkle that talks about Cora uh, coming on the markets and. Uh, 
eventually cores became susceptible, it's slightly susceptible. Uh, and now we, we see the Cora D XDR series touted mm -hmm. as being extra uh, disease resistant. So I talked to a growing operation. I don't know Wednesday, maybe Friday, and we're gonna we're gonna try to revive the Nirvana. Oh yeah, that was the one from cutting. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I told him, I said, you can't do it in a in a four inch pot. You can't you can't get your money back out of it. It's got to yeah. be in a hang, big hanging basket or a, like a twelve inch pot. Yeah. And uh, so they they don't do a whole lot of annuals, but they wanted to experiment. And I told him, well, people will pay more for that one than any of the others. Absolutely, That's good advice. And uh, let's so, see, I guess they. So is the so are we having widespread uh, problems with the aerial phytophthora? No. I, I, I didn't Not think this so. year. I, oh, yeah, because I've got... Well, it's got to <laughs> rain for that to happen. Yeah, yeah I've got, I got a... Our sprinkler. Good. Hundreds. It seems like hundreds of them, and uh, they're, doing, they're doing fine. Yeah. I see one, one bed wiped out over or around my chicken place, Cane's Chicken, but oh, they, yeah. they quickly replaced those with good ones. So... Uh, I don't know who's growing. How do you know they growing? quickly replaced them? How how often are you going? Uh, <laughs> the next day. I, I had to go was, back and check the video. So, oh, okay. So uh, my understanding is breakfast. Uh, oh. <laughs> brunch. Yeah, do they have breakfast lunch. over there? That'd be kind of neat. I don't know. Dinner you should and suggest. supper. And, and then meal between supper and dinner, yeah. Slipper. Yeah. You can't beat that canes. Uh, I should have worn my hat today. But... Uh, Anyway, the regular Cora, uh, I mean, when we came out, uh, when that Cora came on the market, so several years later, uh, we had a rainy spring, and we planted some over at uh, Forest Appleton's house because the deer won't touch them, and uh, they, some of them died. It seemed like it was in the within the colors. Hmm. See the the the. the totally resistant Cora was a white one. Was a white one. And so they took that white one and bred it to get the colors. Bred it back. Well, they probably lost some of the resistance there of photographer. I was going to mention uh, my favorite is, uh, is the, the white one, the pure white one. And uh, Trace has got a little cat, uh, table full, well, half full of them. Mm -hmm. Over there at the end, they are they are unbelievable. That's well, no, look crap. over on well, this. The, the ones he's talking about are Titans. And oh, six, okay. The six-inch pots. Yeah, they are spectacular, and that bloom has got to be silver dollar size. Wow, they're very nice. Well, this and then there, there's zinnia. The, there's a, a lot of different choices in zinnias out there, uh, Dreamland and uh, Profusions. So I don't think it's come in yet, but there's a new one. I think, I think it's next week. <laughs> um, some doubles that are are uh, zinnias. Yeah, that are not uh, normal. Normal. Wow. I should say. What are those? T the, the, the speaking of not normal, there's some some that are identified as uh, Dreamland, but they're they're tall and have a relatively small. Uh, the only ones that I saw that were that were over were, on the were, over in the far left corner. They're traced. Right next to the white, uh, to the Titan. Okay, well, those are 
Dreamland. Yeah. And I, I do believe that because it's from a very reputable grower. <laughs> but then, then the, their uh, problem is that they're in the shade. Okay. Hmm. And then, of course, the Dreamland. Uh, you know, I've been raving about the oranges. There's about six different versions of orange <laughs> uh, of zinnias out there. So Not any bird orange out there, is it? Well, you could, uh, you know, I've if you've you got I've a good imagination, I've you got could. Some, I've got some Roundup in the truck. <laughs> hey, uh, hey. <laughs> but, uh, they, these uh, those uh, Dreamland orange are just unbelievable yeah. out there in that... Uh, they're on my on my patio and uh, in that heat, and they, of course, they need to be uh, zinnias need to be watered in this kind of weather almost every day. But they're huge. Uh, the tops are the huge, and the blooms are huge. Very attractive. So I guess I guess they would be good. Have you ever tried to put uh, drip irrigation on? If I, you have to uh, water well, them every in the, day. Well, in the cut flower garden, I use drip. I bet, I bet that works. I bet that helps. Yeah, that that works. Do y'all remember Magilla Perilla? It's almost fun to say. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what my wife wanted this year uh, around the swimming pool. So she did uh, that one <laughs> with a sweet potato vine. There you go. In a blue pot. So oh, got, that's pretty. Yeah, red, yellow, and then blue, and it's it's spectacular right now. <laughs> oh, cool. Do you have to water it every day? Uh, I never water it. She does. <laughs> that's that's hers. Oh, oh okay. When hey, we got to take a quick when, break. When you jump in the swimming pool, that yeah, that just waters. Waters, waters it right away. All right, we'll come back in a second. Give us a call, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More Fast of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. South Texas. That one, uh, welcome back for Jerry from Al. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Um, yeah, so lots of things to uh, to talk about your gardening world. The um, How about you? What's going on in your gardening world? Anything Exciting. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, yeah, Calvin. Uh, How's your fanic flocks doing? Huh? How's your fanic flocks doing? Is it blooming? Oh, I'm having water that sucker every day. Yeah, uh, it's same here, but it's it, weird. It's uh, <laughs> Yeah, but it is blooming. It's doing nicely. Well, mine's just getting established. Oh, okay. And I've dried it out a couple of times. Oh, that's so not good. Even uh, I know that. It's going to make it. Yeah, it's tough. I just I just know those little roots are spreading down the ground there, Milton. I can't see them. But anyway, uh, yeah, that lady got some got some uh, pink lower bush. No, no, Mexican Petunia. Yeah. Let's see. We got lots of porterweed are moving out. Yeah. 
Duralia. Number one, regularly eight ninety nine on sale for seven eighty eight, or three for twenty one dollars. Yeah, that's seven dollars a piece. That's what they say. So uh, that's quite a quite a saving, and they've got uh, a lot of pinks. Yeah, uh, you know, pinks have been in short supply for the last month or two, but they've got a lot of pinks over here, along with the blues. And then are the, uh, the whites. whites? The whites down there, or the whites are over there? Yeah. Oh, oh they got whites. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where? Right in the are front. Yeah, you see those white flowers there? Yeah, they're little ones. They're uh, yeah, they're so small. Well, they they're they've got a different. Uh, Foliage shape. I mean, they got they got a much thinner uh, foliage blade. Yeah, but, may, uh, but gosh, the flowers are. That may be. I bet. It seemed like the whites originally came out of Florida, so uh, they might not have used the same crosses as uh, as Greg used to get the pink. Yeah, they do look. Uh, they, they look a yeah, little may, bit different. Maybe different uh, selection. But uh, they're all Mexican petunias and uh, dwarf Mexican petunias. What uh, the we had um, the standard Mexican petunia for sale a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if yeah. you got it. Well, and one of the, that, that the customer that was up here talking to me uh, with the dwarf Ruelia, she went, She did not. She must have gotten some of the full size Ruelia. And she said, Uh-oh. What she did that? not want those uh. again. I said, <laughs> she was just verifying that these were the doors. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm with her on those. Well, it usually takes about a year or two to figure it out after it spreads to three neighborhoods. Yeah. <laughs> it, the, the flowers are pretty, but uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it just, it's not, not a f- <laughs> doesn't fit into everything. And, and then, of course, what. But that Jerry it's described what that's what happens. <laughs> they seed whichever the prevailing wind is. Yeah, you got a run of the seed. Got a run of the ruel further than blue bonnets do. I mean, oh, it really, really wow. shoots those seed out. And uh, it to say it reseeds is an understatement. <laughs> because, <laughs> and then it washes in the rain and tra- travels its own way. Yeah, we we tell that, that story of we uh, planted the, them at the at the <laughs> extension service office yeah. one of those uh, a number of years ago, and uh, it required uh, <laughs> a year, two years later, we yeah. required us to call an emergency <laughs> planting crew or removal crew removal to crew. above the master gardeners to go. The the seed had uh, blown across Critty Corner, across the hi- <laughs> highway behind some apartment buildings, and through uh, asphalt by over asphalt. Yeah, and so we we were here, the whole the team there was following the, <laughs> the path and pulling them up as we got. And I bet if you go back now, you when you pulled them up, we shouldn't I, say anything then. I we? bet they're still there. <laughs> I bet still coming. Out. Jeez. Well, deny it. We deny would, uh, it. Would last a long time, but I bet somebody's really happy with them. <laughs> that has them over there. Yeah, I know. That it says it says uh, very heat and to- drought tolerant for full and partial shade sun. Full and partial sun. 
Yeah, I've, I've, we were. I was thinking about uh, promoting them as a ground cover, or you know, people could get tired of Asian jasmine and uh, uh, things like that. And uh, some of uh, Troy, Troy, uh, the landscaper around John Troy. Yeah, yeah, in Castle Hill, uh, used to use those as. Uh, Ground I, covers under, I like under trees. Ground, yeah, I like them as a ground cover. Not even worried about uh, bloom, but they had a few spark. They had sparse bloom. Yeah, but they they had that beautiful foliage. Yeah, and it's tough. I wrote. A, I think next uh, week my article talks about ground covers, and I I, I talk about uh, Asiatic jasmine being the most popular, but uh, the, the the second on the list was Dorfurelia yeah. and. Uh, one that's that good. really versatile, yeah, really versatile, versatile, and grows fast and yeah. relatively easy to manage too. And different, like we say, we got that pink and got the pur purple, and even the white. I don't know if the white's uh, gonna be as vivid yeah, as the other two. That's right. I don't emphasize the <laughs> white. I think we've exper uh, experimented with it in past years, and it was attractive like in a container as a specimen but yeah uh, not nearly as uh tough huh? uh, tough and uh it's inclined to bloom steadily yeah. as the pink and the blue you know my asian jasmine some of it has died out from the droughts out in the water but when asian jasmine dry dies from drought that's dry yeah, this is a this is serious. Yeah, yeah. And you can sure tell where the uh, limited soils are. Oh right? yeah, because they go. You know, we've had a number of people that uh, with zoysia grass. Yeah. And zo zoysia translates soil depth <laughs> almost immediately when you get in a drought. You know, here, here there's a, there's a brown spot there where you can <laughs> you know there's a big, there's a rock under there or at least com compacted soil. Yeah, and uh, Neil mentioned that too in his column this uh, this week. But uh, yeah, uh, also you can tell yeah. <laughs> when I'm watering my trees if I have any uh, if I've watered enough or too much, where it runs down into the yard. Green as a gourd that, down there. Uh, <laughs> that that four to six inches tall, where the around it. That didn't get any water is, is yeah. uh, dry. Well, I've you know I've been encouraging uh, folks to. Yeah, uh, you know they got that brown and brown areas, and they uh, yeah. they want to credit it to a fungus. Or oh yeah. Past and I keep saying, well, do this water test <laughs> first. It's pretty safe to get. Yeah, guess so that it's some dry of my this year. some of my neighbors kind of didn't believe it either. So I said, well, we're gonna go walk around the. I walk the dogs around there, so just leave your your hose there <laughs> on there, and they they did the same thing you did a couple times. Within two or three days, there were these oh, big yeah. green <laughs> areas <laughs> where the where the water had been. Yeah, that'll work. But anyway, they uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to believe when Bermuda grass dries down. Well, it goes dormant, but it'll probably cut well. Yeah, I think it'll probably come back. And we you know, uh, we can remind folks too that if if you if you got Bermuda grass that's uh, acting like a weed, 
if it's uh, not hasn't been watered, if it's dried out, your uh, contact herbicide doesn't work very well on it. But if you if it's if it's in an area if it's a weed in an area where you're watering it, it should be relatively easy to control it with uh, yeah. fusillade or one of the gra- grassy contact uh, herbicides. And if it's suffering from dry weather or drought, it's going to be hard to kill. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I yeah. that point I would make is that you uh, it just won't there won't be any reaction uh, to, to the the herbicide. Yeah. Right. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. What's he got there? Is that a saws thing that he's got? That the? Yeah. Uh, yep. Oh, cool. Yeah. Coupon. I guess Mark left us. Probably went to go bust some more people watering their lawn. He <laughs> liked that too much. You hear him kind of go... <laughs> well, they given out citations. Well, the yeah, the, dunk, dunk. the saws staff and when they've got police officers too that are involved, yeah. and the saw staff is out, out there giving. Uh, no, um, it's important. It's yeah, but they 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 don't want us. Good job. They I don't want bad. us emphasizing it too much, but oh, they okay. do want people to be alert that the that there is uh, no notice given you if you're breaking. The laws in terms of uh, when you're watering and uh, and uh, how much, and what time, you will get a you will get a citation. So be, All right. be aware of that. Yeah. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Let's take this opportunity to take a quick break. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, sixteen zero four and Bullverde Road. Lots of folks here. Doing shopping. Oh, look at those blue plumbagos. Can you see those? Yeah, on, they, on oh, yeah, they look nice in the sun. Yeah, that that's sort of a purplish blue. That's pretty. You know that they look really good with the uh, oh that uh, the foliage plant. What is the over on the left side? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Is the red? The red foliage plant. The vincas. The I'm not sure what we're looking at here. Oh, well, you see the. You see the blue plumbago? Right. You see a red plant. Oh, is that a caladium? Caladium, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that that's unusual, that color and that blue really yeah. look good, good together. I've got, got a Ooh, bunch he got of tomatoes. He does have a bunch of tomatoes. We'll have to go check and see what they got. All right, 210-308-8867. More coming up on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 938 The Answer. When the storm blows over Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, talk to you a second about Spider-Man, termite, and pest control. And uh, if it's bugging you at the house, Warren Remy and the gang over there at Spider-Man can help you get rid of it. And the cool thing about Spider-Man is that he's going to make you a part of the process. They're going to talk to you. You'll learn. He's going to examine everything. Look at the problem holistically. So whether it's roaches, rats, whether it's... uh, uh, something like fleas or whatever bothering you in the house. I'll have to have Spider-Man, too. I, I saw somebody saying that scorpion 
scorpions were didn't seem to be a problem this year. I was wondering if that was that held true. It was on Facebook, so I don't uh -huh. know what. Well, do there was do you uh, have scorpions? there was a lot of the some emphasis on uh, uh, some uh, NPR uh, discussions on they called them uh, water bugs. Uh, oh, the roaches. Roaches. That there was a lot of a lot of uh, this year's year, this year a lot oh. of reproduction. Huh. Uh, and then the other. Oh, the other thing were fleas. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you've got those problems sweater, with water with bugs, or, or if you call them roaches, it doesn't matter when they fly at you. That's when it gets bad. <laughs> They're beautiful flies. Uh huh. Yeah. Give them, call, if you don't like them, call Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. He'll take care of them for you. 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. Or easy peasy lemon squeezy. GoSpiderManPest.com, GoSpiderManPest.com. I checked out the tomatoes. Oh, yeah. What's our tomato status? Well, we've got uh, uh, most of the varieties that we've talked about. All right. STM2255. Uh, right. The Rodeo Tomato this last year. Uh, Red Snapper. All right. The fish. Mm-hmm. Tycoon, Celebrity, uh, Ruby Crush. And then they had, oh, uh, good. then they got the uh, red uh, cherry. How about our VHN nine sixty? No, no, oh no, man, no. those go quickly. VHN nine sixty eight. Large red cherry. Large red cherry is there. Yeah, I've I've had the Greg Greg Grant's uh, wife loves cherry tomatoes. Mm -hmm. I always send us some fun. And uh, last year I couldn't find the nine sixty eight. Yeah. And so I sent her that large red cherry. That large red cherry <laughs> produces really good. I I, I don't uh, think it's as heat tolerant uh -huh. as a and I 968. Don't, I don't. It, it's pretty a consistent producer. You're right. I don't find it as tasty either as the Ruby Crushers, the BHN 968, though. Yeah, that's true. But uh, another, you know, if you, if, you, if you can't get access to them, that's a, that's a, a good alternate choice. Yeah, it's been around a long time. Yeah. I don't think it's nematode resistant, like 968. Yeah. So you, in terms of the nematode resistance, we do have the celebrity and the tycoon. Yeah, I didn't mention tycoon. that's all we got left. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But they're there, so... Mm -hmm. it's well, uh, that's... Uh, he'll, he'll be... It sounds like they'll just be kind of... If they're looking for something specific, just check every Wednesday right. to see what he gets. Well, don't yeah, don't Call wait long. If they're there, if the varieties are, are that you want are there, get them, because we've uh, learned our lesson the last yeah, few Calvin, years. Yeah. Calvin got his before the show started. He was running <laughs> over there, <laughs> filling up. Show, a, yeah. Aren't we uh, going to come and Milton, do the radio? you'll be fine. Don't yeah. worry about it. Mark's got it. I got to get these tomatoes in the Mark, car. Mark, it's over there. You got to go, <laughs> yeah. sit, uh, sit uh, go sit down. Uh, the uh, let's see. I guess it was we week before last, Neil wrote uh, something about summer tomatoes. And <laughs> this is a problem that's all over the state except in San Antonio and uh, this area. So Neil writes, anyone who had brought Big Boy, Beefsteak, Whopper, or one of the other burger-sized slicing mm -hmm. tomatoes to grow in Texas garden has found out the hard way that they produce only a few free fruit here in Texas before they shut down when it begins to turn hot. 
And so, oh, the orange, orange. Oh, the zinnias. Yeah. <laughs> the UTSA orange. <laughs> and uh, and then he says, my personal opinion, they should never be sold in Texas. That Neil getting tough in his Man. old age. See, I, I highlighted it and underlined it. But he's right. <laughs> and uh, I, I say that they shouldn't even be sold in Texas in the spring. But he's mainly talking about the fall. But here, uh, we've tested these tomatoes that are for sale here. Yeah, and you get a much better uh, chance of success using these selections. Oh, yeah, because of fast producers. Yeah. Semi-determinates. Uh, I guess Ruby Crush is even a determinant, but they get they go to full size, stop growing, and then concentrate on setting fruit, and that's what you need to take advantage of uh, short growing seasons for tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he says uh, a collection of delicious cherry tomatoes with super sweet 100 predominates. We. We never ever recommended those super the uh, sweet 100, sweet 1000s because they're so damn little. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, even uh, uh, 968 is is a is a twice as big as a sweet 100, and it still sits during the heat, and still has a pretty good taste. Very good taste. <laughs> Ruby Crush uh, is uh, the, 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 the neat thing about our two cherries uh, that we recommend, the Ruby Crush and the BHN 968, is they have different tastes, different textures. Oh, no, yeah. But they're, it's har uh, hard to determine which is the best. It <laughs> depends on the gardener, or, and even with me, it depends on what mood I'm in and what the growing season is, yeah. is like. You mean it, it's mood mood related, Cal? It seems to be. What is it when you're in a bad mood? Uh, the sweet cherry, uh, the ruby crush is best. Well, I think maybe it's, maybe it's probably it's probably better defined by the uh, environment, or <laughs> or may, may maybe it is the mood in terms of. Uh, yeah. Do I want a strong <laughs> textured tomato, or do I want yeah. a really? Sweet, uh, there you go. We need to uh, study this tomato. mood thing. Yeah, more, the mood more. and food. Uh, <laughs> but I, I know what. Well, do you there. remember? Jer we, we always, Jerry spent a lot of time in years past doing <laughs> those taste tests. Oh yeah. yeah. I think it's just because he he loved it every time there was a different winner. <laughs> well, the problem was <laughs> we couldn't agree. Uh, you know, we, we couldn't get a consensus on the on the best on the best taste in tomato. Uh, we uh, 968 was the only tomato that we've had a taste test on 12, 12 or more tasters that they all agreed that that was. Oh, the really? Best. Everybody did. Yeah, yeah. That's the only one out of all the years that we tested. But the big tomatoes, Lord have mercy. We grew, <laughs> we grew them in the same field, and picked them at the same ripeness, so they were grown all, basically given the same cultural practices, and uh, it's just unbelievable the difference in the. Like, <laughs> I always tell the story. I said, 
one person would go through and rate number one as the best tomato they ever tasted. Best tomato they ever tasted in their life. Then no, taster number two would go through and would spit out no, number one that it worst tomato eat ever yeah. tasted. And those people were married, Milton. Oh. <laughs> well, but so we do. You, you just, <laughs> what the hell do you do? Now well, we, we, <laughs> well you, you don't have to go far to, to find evidence for that because <laughs> just our, our listeners, you know. Oh, yeah. It seems like almost every weekend we have somebody say, yeah, I wish, wish you still had that. Uh, yeah. Merced, Bob, or Merced, or yeah, there were. I mean, there's been seven or eight of them that people <laughs> have, have uh, missed them from the past. And it goes back to the, like we're eating watermelon here, but uh, if you talk to the older people, uh, over fifty or sixty, they Milton, said Milton's almost <laughs> that old. <laughs> almost. Well. They probably he probably ate uh, black diamond in uh, in Alabama in Louisiana. Probably yeah. Because I mean it was a southern southern type watermelon, but inevitably those people that are over sixty say that the best watermelon they ever ate in the world is black diamond. What a black hmm. diamond! So <laughs> so one one year, burst uh, used to sell have a stand out at 1604 and 35 South. And uh, they got in some black diamonds. Uh, they're big, solid, green watermelon. And they, they grow to be huge size. And uh, but people say, oh, this is not as good as the ones I had, the ones that we used to eat. And I said, <laughs> You know what I said, Milton. Yep. You explained that their uh, taste buds probably weren't there, as good as they there were. There you go. Yeah. The 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 <laughs> they they all they all talk about sneaking into somebody's field. Oh. And busting open the watermelon and eating the heart out. Okay, and just Everybody, leaving it. Well, you leave after you eat the heart out. Oh. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I I naturally thought that a seedless watermelon would be the answer. Cause it's all heart, but uh, anyway, they always they always talk about sneaking into the field, yeah, hmm. and getting that watermelon and busting it open and eating it right there, and then just leaving warm. it for it's the farmer to find. It's and warm. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh that's true. In the in the, in the field. Yeah. And they're a kid, you know, they're a youngster, so that it's the surroundings. All right, we got to take a break and get you caught up with the news. In the meantime, get on the phone and call us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 a.m., and, of course, you're listening to The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Or come on out here to Millburgers. And ask your gardening question in person, and we'll be happy to talk with you about it. Sometimes that's easier. 
So uh, we'd love to see you. Um, and just take a look at the plants, the blooming plants, color. I'm looking at those uh, tropical uh, milkweeds that are in full bloom over there. And then on the other side of this uh, whole area in front of us, the perennial area, there is the uh, porterweed, both the purple and the red. And then lots of salvias, ruellias, uh, pentas, and then the yellow, those yellow lantanas, too. Unbelievable. Right in front of us are all the um, vincas, all the different color vincas. Yeah. And you had a... Oh, no, no, you had a question before we started the show that seemed to involve, uh, was it a tree branch or was it part of a bark? Uh, it had the lichen all over it? Yeah, well, that, and it's the first time I, I meant to confer with Jerry on this. Uh, it, were, it was uh, Chinese pistache. Oh, is that what that and was? And the branches, branches were breaking like they do in a plant. I have one broken Did on you? my tree right now. Huh. So I, that's the first I had. Um, now, th now they had three planted relatively close together, and the all the branching was very vertical. Mm-hmm. Mine that's unusual for pistachio. Yeah, and mine, mine at at the house is uh, is uh, spread out, and I, I just I have never seen a branch fall off of it. Yeah, but then he then he also thought about it a while and he, he said the the neighbor uh, had taken out two big trees he didn't know couldn't he didn't couldn't tell if they were live oaks or what kind they were but they were very large mm -hmm. and I said well son, and you got a couple of factors you've got that heat mm -hmm. and you got you had windy days and dry and then plus that change in the microclimate be or the the wind even uh, paths because of two big, big trees being removed could could contribute to it. And I suggested uh, get get a hold of uh, most neighborhoods have at least one arborist that works them. Yeah. And they they've uh, seem to be inclined to give uh, diagnostic uh, advice without uh, charging or a limited cost. Uh, so a person can kind of determine if their their trees are threatened or their the house or the car is threatened by the yeah. what's falling. Yeah. Right, right now yeah. with these branch breaks, you know, yeah, it's hard to predict. What's Did you tell happen. him what that's called? Branch breaking. There you go. Arborists told me that. But I those arborists are. I I like best about it was the. Uh, Talking about the lichen, I was very confident in talking yeah. about the lichen. <laughs> it's yeah. uh, it's it's ra rarely that we see that much lichen on a Chinese pistachio tree. Yeah, this this uh, this limb had broke down. It 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 didn't completely break off like my uh, most of my oak limbs that fell off like that. I just completely came off, broke off. But uh, this one is still hanging on the tree. And it's, uh, it was headed to an open space, so it's not crowded anything. But uh, it's very pretty good size land. Uh -huh. That's what's amazing about this. All right, I'm seeing a lot of mesquite breakage in in my neighborhood. Yeah, the fanatic always used to talk about the pecan trees. 
Yeah. Mm. Brackets. Yeah, they're they're so unpredictable. Especially when they get a heavy nut crop. Well, and I think you, Jerry, I think you're you and I have always for, or through the years have recommend if you've got a number of pecans, large pecans, especially if they're close to the house. You, you you need every few years you need a arborist to look at them and assess if there if there's some threat in terms of breakage. You can't always predict, mm-hmm. but it's uh, it's best if uh, some expert is at least looking at it. Yeah, we Help. got go ahead. We got Lewis on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey Lewis, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Good afternoon, Milton. Hey, I had a question about large-scale rainwater storage tanks. And I'm moving up to Brazos near Bryan, and the groundwater there is real high in bicarbonate and sodium. I'm going to 10, 15,000 gallons of rainwater collection tanks. And I was wondering if you had a source or information. There's so much on the Internet I don't know what to trust but a reputable source. I'm really interested in the best way to design out the diverters and all for the sediment perhaps or separate tanks, what you guys would recommend, just for a good reference. That's a used to, there was a guy, there was a county agent That's that right. gave talks about uh, rainwater collection and everything. I th- I think he's a, he's a retired. I think he's a retired guy. Yeah, he used to used to make the rounds and yeah, up in give the a wonderful country. presentation. Um, I I think the one of the best ways to to locate somebody there is to call. Are you in Bear County or where are you? No, this is up in Brazos County. Okay, up, okay, up yeah. Call call the call the county agent and see who who is providing that kind of information. Yeah, and. Uh, be, uh, they, they'll usually have a they'll usually have a contact and then they'll you'll get get follow a lead there and then you'll find somebody that communicates well and will provide the provide the kind of information you want. If he's in Brazos yeah, County, you might be able to call an extension up there. Yes, yeah. I don't know if there's anybody up there, but uh, hey, yeah, you. If, if <laughs> there's going to be any experts, he should be there, right there. <laughs> Okay, I, I thought A&M at one time had a water... I know, Dr. Finch, that I figure with your connections, you, did, did A&M no longer maintain a... Because I tried to find information through Aggie Horton then, and I couldn't couldn't find really any good information on rainwater. I'm talking about not 55-gallon drums. I'm talking about, you know, thousands of gallons. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. yeah. There's there's yeah there's good air, there's information. I don't know. It's been a while since I've yeah. been digging in it. I've got a 2,500-gallon tank on the side of my house if you want to get get your pickup truck and come pick up. <laughs> no. no. Um, but, yeah, you're right. There is there is good uh, information. You just got, got to find it. And uh, since uh, we've had a, some droughty years, yeah. we... And and our, our emphasize, Jerry and I, my emphasize, emphasis has kind of changed a little bit, so we haven't been in, in, in tune with that kind of uh, yeah. information. And he, he's right. Okay. The water up there, groundwater oh, okay. up there, so, sodium in it. Yeah, so rain, rain water is even more, more valuable yeah, up there. Yeah, big time. 
yeah, that's what that's why it's going that way for greenhouse plants and other other. Yeah, and there's a there's a other. bunch of uh, I'm sure sure there's still folks up there, even A and M professors that have a good uh, water uh, rainwater collection systems. Yeah, there were there were a number of them a year several years ago. Do you have a okay. air conditioner in your house? Why would I want an air conditioner? <laughs> I don't know. Well, one reason to collect the condensation condensation water. Those things put out an unbelievable amount of condensation water. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's a good point. And it's good. It's it's pure. I mean, it's uh. (laughs) Right. It's it's condensation. Right. Yeah. I would start just like we said. Just start start with the extension agent and. I don't think it'll t- take very long for you to find uh, the expert you want. Okay. Okay. Skip Richter's the county horticulture extension yeah, Skip, up there. Yeah. So, so yeah. I'll, I'll, he has Skipper. his radio show on Thursdays. So I'll send him an email. There you go. I, I will echo you on that pecan. Tell, tell Skip that Jerry and I are still alive. <laughs> yeah, Skip. I live in a native pecan bottom here on the coast right now in Matagorda County, old Colorado River. Uh, Soil. And I tell you what, you're right. Those big trees, they'll be standing one day, and they'll down the next. I, I wouldn't build my house near a pecan tree. I'm, I'm a good two or three hundred feet from the nearest big old tree. Yeah, they're they're it's certainly crap. unpredictable. Right. It's le- less of a problem if you're getting a commercial crop out of them because you can, mm. you know, you got an arborist going through each year probably to, <laughs> to look at the. But if you no no, yeah, partial people don't spend money on stuff like that. Yeah, they drop they drop a lot of limbs for country. In fact, I I get all my firewood from uh, Dr. Stein. He's got Uh pecan commercial pecan orchard out there, and to get uh, uh, dried wood from him is no problem. Hmm. I mean, those things are dropping big limbs all the time. That Hurricane Nicholas came through, that little one right through our pecan bottom last year. We got about 60, 70 trees went down just from that little cap oh, one. Holy smokes. Yeah. You know, forestry, I'm talking big trees, you know, in the 30, 40 inch, uh, you know, diameter range. Yeah. And a forestry mulcher to chop them up is $200 an hour. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah, you're right. They, when they come down, they come down fast. You, and then lightning also is the other, I think, one of their. People don't realize how, how attractive those big tall trees are to, to constantly potentially to lighten it, and then. Well, you know, I I was uh, ta- talking to the, this uh, gardener, about I was very positive about the lichen, I but you you can also bring up the fact that it can be a weight factor. Yeah. On those horizontal branches, on like pecans, on pecans, yeah. yeah. We right. generally don't think of that. Uh, because it's uh, looked on as such a positive uh, <laughs> growth, but right. and but uh, you're right; it could they can really throw off the the weight balance. Yeah, and the horticulturist uh, now, the pecan people, Larry Stein, Dr. Larry Stein, uh, are recommending if you have a heavy nut crop set to knock about half of them off. Right, and people don't like to knock the their nuts shaking. off. Right? Oh wow. Right. Yeah, right, I put it under Benton's story, and they were doing it. They were shaking in August, knocking the load. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they shake the tree they just the like they're shaking to harvest. Exactly. All right, that's what good, good, good luck. Guys. Hey, yeah, if you if you get the 
uh, if it's convenient for you and you get the information you want, uh, let us know. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Yeah, we were talking about taste testing. Yeah. Reminding me of uh, uh, Calvin got me hooked up with all these master gardeners and all that stuff, and I used to take a crew out. Uh, Dr. Stein and I would take a crew out to, uh, at that time it was in Crystal City, right outside of Crystal City, to taste, to have, uh, to have a, have a watermelon evaluation. And the first, <laughs> of course, the problem with having volunteers out in a commercial field, it's far from town. They, a lot of the ladies, we have trouble with a lot of the ladies won't take them to the restaurant. Well, we were out in seedless watermelon and oh dear. and regular watermelon trials. First time they'd ever been out. Had had the best best some of my best volunteers was uh, D. Emery and uh, Francine. Uh, I forget her last night. Uh, and. Uh, uh, several others uh, that have passed, since passed away, now. Uh-huh. But anyway, there we were out there for the first watermelon testing den. Well, the first thing we do is uh, cut the melon to make sure they're ripe. See, see if they're ripe. But you're not supposed to eat those. Oh. Because later on, we're going to all gather around as a circle, and. Uh, and and taste them, and rate them. Did they know this? One to ten. Oh yeah, I kept telling them. Okay. I said, quit eating that watermelon. It's gonna mess you up when we do the taste test. But they, it was hot, and we were all, they couldn't resist that watermelon. So they kept eating. So at the end, we had a taste test. We had them all lined up. Well, we had a. Close to a hundred varieties out there, and when you take a bite of a hundred tomato, a hundred varieties, you got a problem. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I never judge cake contests. Huh? You know, because mm-hmm. <laughs> you eat a bunch of pieces of a, ta- a really good uh, t- uh, German chocolate cake, uh, you've uh, filled yourself up pretty quick. But about halfway through the hundred, my ladies decided they they seriously needed to go to Crystal City to a restaurant. I bet. <laughs> and so we had to load them up. We were about 10 miles from town. Take them all in. But uh, to this day, <laughs> they, they remembered uh, my advice in taste testing watermelon. You don't. You want to be careful how much you eat, too. Because when the first ones we cut, they'd get a big piece. The last one oh, we cut. His sliver. His sliver, oh. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, they did a good job with it. And we did that uh, uh, three or four years in a row in Uvalde and Crystal City and whatever. But anyway, uh, we did taste test them, 
and take pictures of them and yeah send them send, and uh, evaluate them for the seed, commercial seed companies it's not too bad milton yet what is the temperature oh um i was just looking at that the temperature is 91 all right it's not supposed to break 100 today all right and <laughs> the uh I was looking at the sale items. Yeah. And they've got Esperanza's number one values to twelve ninety nine. Uh, one gallon pot today to twelve ninety nine. On sale, uh seven eighty eight or three for twenty one dollars. Are they are they talking about that uh, orange? Yeah, that's a uh, uh, bell bell Bells of fire. fire, yeah. I got one of those. Pretty sure that came out of Arizona, uh, and I'm pretty sure they got so, some of the genetics of uh, Gold Star Esperanza in there. I think that's what Mark said. Yeah. Oh, is that right? I think that's what he said. Okay. I'll speak for him. He's not here. Oh, it says available. Oh no, it just says available in Texas. Superstar, Gold Star, and Bells of Fire. So that. You can tell that Bells of Fire is is blooming like Gold Star. Yeah, actually, it really is. Solid bloom. Yeah, it is. Unfo uh, unfortunately, it's not, in a weird color. Not at my house, though. wonder why that is. Not at your house? No, actually, it's well, blooming it's really well. well I house. was thinking it was in your trunk, <laughs> as usual. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said it was tough. I'm just testing yeah. it out. Uh, there's a Duranta uh, that we've been talking about, and then that, that's one, one that... Uh, uh, talked about in my article today uh blooming and one yeah. of the it's a it's a favorite uh uh nectar producing plant for bu butterflies a little later the monarchs are really covered right now the queens really like it hummingbirds like it and uh all the bees yeah like those <laughs> we got some uh red uh <laughs> uh porterweed up here and uh, last time I, well, I had some of those, we were talking about how the bumblebees. Yeah. And the, you can see the bumblebees just working it right now. Yeah, and Dave, the bumblebees are have even been, I don't see any in the lantana right now. Oh, no. but yeah, there's the some right there. In the coffee there. Yeah, yeah. Stupid. yeah. They like that. Yeah, they do. They like that. It's not, it's not a, that's not a kufia. It's a, uh, what is that here? Uh, uh -oh. Okay, now we're thinking. Well, we'll take a break while you guys think about it. 210-308-8867. With the, Jerry and I, it might need It'll a long a break. Uh. All right, we'll take four and see how you do. 210 I think it's on sale, probably. Oh, okay. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Answer 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. You hear us talk about this. Uh, Jerry talked about it today. That's the Tree Hugger Sprinklers. Uh, got them here at Millburgers. Also, they're at HEB. But when you come to Millburgers, check them out. Three different sizes, 7-inch, 11-inch, 15-inch. 
and uh, exactly what he was discussing was it uh, has its hinge, it's, dark, it's uh, hard plastic, it's hinged, so it opens up and then you close it around the bark of the tree. So if you're trying to water the root ball and you want to water it efficiently, uh, it's just you just turn it up just a little bit, it drips down, and it waters it efficiently without waste, and it's very effective. If you're trying to do the, the, uh, the drip line, it can do that too because you can turn it up. So check it out here at Millburgers. You can learn more about them at treehuggersprinklers.com. But come on out to Millburgers and get it. That's the best deal. And um, you'll be happy you did. Treehuggersprinklers.com. But come out and check out Treehuggersprinklers. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. I was, yes, sir. I was reading that all Texas sage are on sale. Yeah, my favorites. I got to get some. It says rounded shrub with silver foliage and beautiful orchid lavender to bluish bell-shaped flowers. Noted for its almost indestructible tolerance to poor soils, heat, and drought. And you can you can see that in action if you drive from Uvalde to Del Rio. <laughs> You held it to Del Rio and see him growing in the wild out there mm. in the brush. Uh, but that's only after they get established. And probably the way most people, most people don't enjoy them for the bloom is because they plant them in the shade oh. and overwater them. Yeah, that overwatering will kill them. Yeah, well, kill them. It'll but, kill. Uh, but sometimes, too, the... Uh, don't necessarily plant them in the shade, but after 15 or 16 years, yeah, they yeah. Well, they planted them in the sun, and now they're the trees that have surrounded them are growing over the top of them. Yeah. So and you know how to solve that, don't you, Duke Cut them to the ground. Oh, yeah. I think uh, that may have been something Mark was saying, too, that they're so fast-growing. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, he just recommends cutting. We're talking about Sinisa. Uh, <laughs> Take there you go. Now you're up. I was thinking he was talking about Vitex. Oh, okay. Are the Vitex <laughs> blooming now? If they cut off their seed pods, they might oh. be. If they did not, they are Oops. probably not yet. Okay, we, we did not. We checked out the uh, tomatoes, Trace, and they're all the, basically all the same selections that we had uh, last, week? last week. Yeah, so, and including Tycoon and Celebrity and... Um, rodeo tomato, red snapper, and uh, our uh, oh the cherry tomato, that uh, ruby crush. So, so they're there and uh, looking good. Yeah. Uh, also, the on sale are the, my favorite double red knockout roses. Uh, regularly thirty four ninety nine. But on sale, two for fifty dollars. So that's from thirty-four ninety-nine to twenty-five dollars a piece. That's good, good savings. And that double red is the one that's a spectacular one. They write, uh, perhaps the most adaptable roses for South Texas. And I thought about that, and I I think that may be right. Because I've never seen it with iron chlorosis, and I've never seen it with black black spot on it, with fungus disease. You ever seen it with black spot? No, not in not in South Texas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
So it it is probably one of the the probably the most adaptable road for South Texas. Uh, so it's it, and that hasn't been on the market very long, too long. But that ten, double ten years or better. Yeah, for me that's not very long. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, it's a good uh, it's a good deal and a good deal for roads. And uh, we we don't have to worry about the rose mo mosaic bars uh, that they have. That I can't understand why we don't have it, but uh, it uh, it's wiped out uh, Dallas Fort Worth area roses. Uh, Trace, so. what about uh, we haven't talked about caladiums in a while. What do, what do we got over there? Mm, uh, not not a ton. I uh, got a little bit of pink, a little bit of red. Uh, the whites are going to be strap leaves, so they can tolerate some sun. What do you do? You think uh, they? Is it? Are you comfortable t recommending they can plant them in sun in this kind of heat? Uh, that's why I said some sun. So morning, yeah. morning sun, yes. Afternoon shade. Yeah. Okay. And but uh, if they had planted them back in March or April, then yeah, full all day, blaring uh -huh. sun. Now our our. Uh, Sweet yes. potatoes, our ornamental sweet potatoes. Are we getting any reports that they're having a problem with the sun? No. Uh, some reports of flea beetle damage. Still? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I was. I saw that, uh, but that, I thought it was like five or six weeks ago. But there, there's still some. Still coming. <laughs> I was excited to death to see my. Uh, my hibiscus there. And, uh, I was worried that it was it not being produced. Uh, uh, flare. And uh, it's that people are stopping and looking at it. The, ma the main one I have not been able to get. But that could change any time. It would be more grande. I said, didn't, didn't you have some out there? No. I thought I saw that tag. No. But well, whatever. There's some kind of a conference out there with the... <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they're doing. They're looking at the bottom of the leaves, and that guy's acting like he knows something. It's a staff person. <laughs> he does know. This. And and uh, what? That's the staff. The guy with the cowboy hat. On? Mm -hmm. Huh. Wonder what he recommended. <laughs> All right. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. 210-308-8867 and toll free it's 866-308-8867 the number to call to be a part of the show or as I mentioned you're also welcome to come on by here at Millburgers at 1604 on Bull Road and uh, you can uh, ask a gardening question in person like we were talking about other people who had come by and asked their gardening question. I think Trace has been out in the sun too long. I don't know. He's just waving at nobody. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's somebody. <laughs> but they won't wave back. Uh, uh, all right, again, 210-308-8867. <laughs> anyway, uh, I also see you got the bulbine that I think underused, underappreciated uh, plants. Is number ones were uh, one gallon. Well, regularly eight ninety nine on sale for seven eighty eight. You know that's uh, a three that's for twenty one. That's not a. That's a pretty good plant to use on uh, oh like 
filling up a, a bed yeah. in deer country. Yeah, uh, I don't know if the deer, I don't think the deer. No, I don't think the I don't deer think they eat it fast yeah, enough. They eat it. And they, uh, and it, you know, has kind of blooms and the foliage is attractive, a little bit in the same league as uh, iris in terms of. Yeah. As an unusual looking ground cover. And they make big clumps, which can be divided after a couple of years. I think they're I think they're pretty good on drought. They're not. Oh the, yeah, not it works great for rock gardens, containers, or planted in mass. And they have a lot of the uh, yellow spiked blooms. But uh, do they and taste and good, Jerry? It's succulent been, foliage. Have you been tasting them? Or? I'm wondering if uh, the foliage could be eaten. Because, you know, it kind of resembles a purslane foliage. So you know if a deer doesn't like it, it can't taste good? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> That's a good good indication. <laughs> if we eat it, the deer will eat it. I guess you're right. They they sure love daylilies. So. <laughs> yeah. I know they live. They get beat me to my daylilies. Uh, but anyway, let's see. We've talked about uh, Mexican petunias. Three for twenty-one dollars or seven dollars a piece. And there's white, yeah, pink and purple in there. Yeah. Well, this is the first patch of white I think I've gotten. Yeah. Did that? Does that come out of Florida? Am I right about that? No. Um, it doesn't. Okay. The, those came from the uh, Houston area. It looks different. You know, the foliage is different than the pink or the or the blue. Well, the. Pink but and the white came from the same place. The purple came from a different place. Okay. Well, they, they look good. And uh, getting back to my flare hibiscus, uh, that is the best perennial hibiscus I think you can buy. It uh, it has a wild color, almost a, we call it a flare color. <laughs> Hey, those people that uh, were looking at all the viscous settled on flare. Oh, good. And Pobago. <laughs> and when we did uh, when we did the test, we did that uh, more grande, uh, flare, uh, Red River, which is another one of Dr. McFadden's plants that's been lost, uh, and uh, several of them together, and we found out that flare. Uh, utilizes uh, nitrogen and nutrients better than any other perennial hibiscus that we tested, better than Lord Baltimore and all of them. That was done out at James Pivey uh, and all of us did that out at the uh, uh, So what does that mean if you utilize nitrogen? They translated yeah, it into growth? Yeah, you, it would translate it into dark green color. Uh, after about... Uh, we fertilized them all the same, and after about uh, we were we were testing it uh, using fertilizer in um, in that uh, those uh, water retaining things that, that that they were selling to go to conserve water or to let your plant go longer without being watered. Because in a commercial nursery where you're watering thousands of plants in weather like this, you would like to have something that would retain water, give you a little further before watering. 
But on the hill, we had them down the hill there, color spot. On the hill, you could pick out flare from all the rest. Oh, wow. That'd be in dark green. And it's, it is the only, uh, it's a dwarf plant, too. All right, let's go to the phone lines now, 210-308-8867. Got John and Larry on the line. John, you're up first on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. What's going on today? Oh, I got a simple one for you. Um, no problem whatsoever. I have no question Jerry can answer it. Uh-oh. Um, that could be a lot. Been, I know it, but you can handle it. I'm, I'm getting hungry thinking about Chang's chicken. Where is that? Cane's. Kane. Kane. <laughs> oh, Kane. Kane. They're all over C A N E S. All over town. K-A-N-E-S. Oh, that's C. a chain. Okay. I thought this was some Chinese place that was special. No, no. Oh. No. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I appreciate that. That's it? Keep up the good work. Oh, okay. Well, that <laughs> was easy. Simple. Yep. Thank you. Hi, John. If you find one, tell us what their vincas look like. <laughs> Larry is on they the line. They replaced them. Okay. The dead one. Well, the, well you, you only go to yours. They're all over town. Uh, Larry's on the line at 210-308-8867. Larry, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm fine. Uh, thank you, Milton. You uh, bet. Let's I go. have uh, a couple of uh, problems. Uh, had uh, some grass that uh, replanted uh, back in uh, April, and it's uh, about half dead. Um, I've been, you know, watering it, uh, and it's not in a too shady spot. It's, uh, got some dappled, uh, shade, but it just, uh, is not doing well. I, I guess my main question is, um, at some point, is there any point in, uh, just taking up that dead grass around the, the live areas? Uh, Did you say what kind of grass it was? Oh, I'm sorry. St. Augustine. Oh, okay. Did you uh, did you roll it when you when it was put down? Uh, th- yeah, we did roll it. Um, it was, uh, but actually, it was uh, probably a couple weeks afterwards that we rolled it. Okay. Yeah. Now they, how does it how does it look? Is it uh, coming apart or is it still? In t- it's it's uh it's got about uh, it's got patches uh, about half the the. Uh, squares of grass are, are dead and about half of them are uh, st- just in patchy areas uh, are still green. Um, yeah. It's on a slope and I did put some extra dirt down uh, uh, before I laid the, the sod, but uh, it just okay. doesn't seem to be doing too well. How, how much can you water? Um, you know, I do hand water uh, in addition to the sprinkler system. Uh, once a week, I, I hand water once a week and and use the sprinkler once a week. Because uh, if, if, if the about, rain, about twenty-five if, minutes. Yeah, if the rains start again and the temperature breaks a little bit, doesn't take long for that San Augustine yeah. to recover. Can you go out there and pick up the dead air, the dead dead uh, patches? No, no, they seem to be still They're rooted in. Yeah. Was it Raleigh? What kind of grass was it? It's uh, it's yeah, Saint Augustine, um, whatever the new variety is or newer variety. Oh. Raleigh, yeah, I guess it's Raleigh. Oh, okay, that's an old variety. Uh, oh, it's an old. Okay. 
<laughs> did uh, did uh, where'd you get it? You get it here, Melbourne? I just had some guy come out and put it in. I don't know where he got it from. Mm. It looked well, okay, and, and he didn't roll it for two weeks. No, he didn't do it initially. Yeah, he said he forgot his roller, and then I got after him. Uh, about two weeks later, he came out and, and did it. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> so how long did you say it's been in? Since April, mid-April. Mid-April. You know, I, if it was mine, I, you know, I haven't seen it, but I, I would continue to try to keep it alive because it, uh, the one thing about that San Augustine it's not that old and and it uh, once if the water if it breaks in terms of rain and and the weather and everything it will it'll recover pretty quickly so when is that going to happen Kevin when <laughs> yeah that's the question <laughs> <laughs> you used but to be the water czar you should know but things like there's that there's not not a real advantage of uh pulling it up at this point either no yeah you know because you you can kind of make your assessment when and if the weather breaks and then you say Mm. okay it's uh gonna recover enough that i'll just uh, go with it or or i need to start start over Uh, with saint augustine you have uh green under the leaf blades i mean where the leaf blades are attached to a little stem like thing is that green or is that brown in patches it's 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 green uh the the green patches still have the stems yeah but there's there's a distance between the the green areas and and that's pretty pretty brown and dry i mean those those when you look under the what were leaves leaves uh do you see those are those little stems brown or the green? Uh, well, I think the part green. you're they're saying green. is dead. Some are both. Some oh, are the both. part that's no, it's it's uh, it's all the way down to the dirt. It's it's dry and dead looking. And it's brown. It's Those brown. Little stems brown. are brown. Yes, sir. Yeah, if that's if that's the case, that's a dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> how, um, <laughs> Sorry. How would they be? Uh, to me, though. If it's just gone in in April, and it's the roots are connected to the soil, that de- that indicates that there is some more likely some uh, life in there and some potential because that's it's only April, May, June, July. Yeah. And of course, there's no advantage of pulling it right now. Yeah, yeah, I leave it, what? but I'm what? I'm betting on dead. <laughs> if those if those little runners are are dead, now see Bermuda's different. It's got underground stolons and things like that, so it, the top of it can look completely dead. But St. Augustine, it's runners on top of the ground. If if some of those runners are alive, it doesn't take St. Augustine too long to yeah. recover either, though. If it rains, yeah. Someday, someday, someday. Could I, could I ask you another quick question? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, the same time, uh, planted the grass, put in some red buds. They're about one inch diameter trunks, about six, seven feet tall. Uh, how much water 
uh, should I be putting on those uh, four or five months old? Which red bud is it? Do you know? Uh, the Merlot, I think. Mexican or is it? Oh, the big big know. leaves or little leaves? Big leaves. They're, they're big leaves. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Where'd you get those? Same guy. We we gotta have a talk with you, son. <laughs> did you did you plant them in the full sun? No, they're uh, they're pretty much shaded. Um, a good time, okay. you know, a good deal of the afternoon. I, I think I'd I'd water them every two weeks, pretty seriously. I'd water them every day. This is red bud that you just planted. No, no. How About long ago? Four or five months. Four or five, five months. Uh, about the same time. Uh, what is it? Four months. Uh, April, April, May, June. Three months. Three months. Let me read you something. I got an expert here. Says, this week in the garden, if you have planted trees, if you have trees or shrubs, that's what you have, trees, that uh, were planted in the past two years on slopes or in, sh- in sh- shallow soil, and I assume you're on shallow soil, water them gener- generously at the base to increase the chance that the root ball is receiving adequate moisture to support the plant in the drought conditions. Water when the soil dries two inches over the roots, which will probably be once a week. Okay. Uh, Dr. Sperry says every day for two, two years. So you can decide what you want to do. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you, no problem if you can get you can get a leave of absence from your job, you know, <laughs> water every day. Well, I, I need the job to pay for all that water. Yeah, there that's right. I, I, I think you just uh, got to keep the soil moist there, and I, I, th- I think some place between once a week or once every two weeks will do, do the job. Okay. Have you got any mulch right. on them? I do. There's mul- they're mulched. Cool. Yeah. Well, that... That takes care of it. Thank you, gentlemen. You bet. Thank you. All right. All right. We'll take a break while we got a chance. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas come up on uh, 930 AM, The Answer. My daddy spent his life looking up at the sky. He cussed, kicked the dust, saying, son, it's way too dry. The clouds up in the city. The man complains, but where I come from, rain is a good thing. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer, Evelyn, is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Evelyn, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thank good. you. Good. We, we we haven't heard from you in a while. We yeah. missed you. We called the hospital and the mortuary, and they <laughs> said you, they didn't have you. No. They okay. said you were too tough. That yeah. you, were, you weren't beat up. That's right. I'm tough. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you forget it either. No, I was. He <laughs> wanted to make a comment on Dr. Parsons. It's good to hear him. He's back. Yeah. Had, 
had me worried the first weekend. It didn't bother me. I thought, well, you just took a weekend off. And then when he's gone the second weekend, I thought, uh-oh, you're not just vacationing. You're not like the end of the weather. Yeah, I wasn't vacationing. Trust me. Oh. I'll, I'll tell everybody that uh, I had all the vaccination uh, and I had the boosters, but I still got COVID. There's a, there's a different strain. Yeah. Really? So, yeah. Sorry my, to hear my, that. My son keeps up with that real good. And so we all need to act just like <laughs> just like the, we were protecting ourselves from the old strain. We're not as young as we used to be either. Uh, I guess I am, but... Uh. <laughs> well, I'm just a little bit but. older than I, you are. Anyhow, I took all the shots and everything, and so far, knock on wood, I've been okay. Good. Uh, okay, well, you wear your, ma- wear your mask to prevent yourself from getting this new strain. Okay. My knees you- are bad. That's the only thing. Otherwise, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. How's the... How's my, the uh, Lower bush petunias then? They're down now. They kicked the bucket. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah, mine did too, Evelyn. I uh, saved a lot of the out. seeds. I'm sorry? Oh, you saved the seed? Oh, yes. Good for oh, you. I did that. Got a, they got a lot of seed, don't they? Oh, each, yes, each, they do. Each little pot, a capsule, there's a lot of seed. Yes, I saved that. So do yes. I sprinkle it out now so that I can still have... Petunias uh, this year? Uh, no. Huh. You can. You can wait, do either. Let, yeah. Let's wait till. Let's, let's wait till next month. Or, or till next month. Of, uh, our first of September. Okay. I can do that. What did? Oh. What did? Did you? What did you just pull the plants and throw them away, or? No, I didn't. I took the those dry seed pods. When they dried, I took them off right away. There you go. And then uh, to the last, I cut them down, but they didn't come back up. They, okay. Good some girl. were still green, but they didn't come back. It's too dang huh? hot, I think. Yeah, it's hot. But, uh, but I enjoyed them while they were here. They were beautiful, and I had lots of comments on them. <laughs> yeah, you had them in the front yard. Did, it, did that uh, lily that you had in the front yard, did it finally bloom? Yes, they did. It's a red and white stripe. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay, so I see that seed also. Well, so if I plant that, will that? I come? I don't. Well, I don't know about Johnsonia. It's a hybrid, uh-huh. but it would it would be interesting to watch. I think it takes it uh, a couple of years to bloom. Okay. Well, there's some bulbs that had came up um, yeah, from good. that. So yeah, I'll save see. the seed. That'll be fun to try. Uh, and those petunias, I had them planted in the backyard, also in the big pots. Yeah. They were they were beautiful. Yeah, I bet I bet they reseed themselves in those pots. Unless, Probably unless, so, but I saved uh, the seeds also. There you go. You're a good girl. <laughs> well, good to hear you back. Well, well thanks. Good, well. Good, to hear, good to hear you too. Yeah. Uh, I got tired of calling the mortuaries and yeah. <laughs> uh, and they kept saying, why don't you come on over? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you sound like you're close. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, uh, that would have been right. <laughs> but thank you for... Thank you, Evelyn. Well. Thanks, Evelyn. Well. Good to All hear from you. Y'all. You take uh, okay. care. Bye. Okay, thanks. Bye. All right, got about a, a minute, two minutes uh, left. What you got over there? I got a...
printout I got from the San Antonio Express News. It says the headlines are Edwards aquifer level predicted to drop to trigger point Mm. for stage four water restrictions by August. Without substantial rain, the Edwards aquifer area is headed towards stage four water restriction in mid to late August, according to Edwards Aquifer Authority. The aquifer level is 63.5. 631.67 feet dropping dramatically this year. It fell just over four feet during the past 10 days uh, with a rolling average of 635.2 feet. When the rolling average drops below 630 feet, it will trigger the Aquifer Authority to call for stage four water restrictions for suppliers who tap the Edwards Aquifer. Well, and we, we remember now that doesn't mean that saws will automatically go to stage four because uh, saws has some flexibility because of the yeah. uh, of all the other water sources. They haven't gone to three yet. Have no, they? they haven't gone to three. They're, they're able to meet the conditions of, of three uh, by using uh, the aquifer yeah. at the level two a- yeah. and supplementing it with the um, recycled water and the, and the creso. Sil- yeah, the creso and uh, saline water, all, all the other alternatives. Yeah. Maybe Mark can call us. We have 30 seconds left and tell us, <laughs> explain the, uh, or maybe tomorrow. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, tomorrow might be. Okay, Mark, call us tomorrow and explain all this out to uh, like you were the other weeks all right we're going to say goodbye for today glad to have jerry back and uh as always calvin is here i'm milton glick thanks to al for doing a great job getting uh, the calls on the air and of course thanks to you for listening we're back tomorrow so think of those gardening questions and uh, give us a call we'll say goodbye for today see you tomorrow on 9 30 a.m the answer Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.